Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to activespirituality.life. Pamela Cuccinelle, Susie Mazzoli here every week with you. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting September the 11th. This is week 37 of this year. What's in store, Pam? Monday the 11th of September. And as I begin, all the times I give are Eastern times, so adjust depending on where you live. Uh, the data is good, but you have to do that time change thing. So September 11th, of course, being a New Yorker is a special day, um, even though I don't live in New York anymore, but it is. And today, the moon is in the sign of Leo. So I always kind of note that, just knowing for many people, it's a memorial day. Um, people who lost people, people who lost faith, people who came to a new way of seeing the world. And numer numerologically, uh, this is a day with a lot of resonance. So the moon in Leo, with challenges as it flies through the sky, uh, from our perspective, of course, Munda is actually a satellite of the Earth, unlike the other planets that seem to move around from our geocentric perspective. And wherever the moon is, is also indicative of the emotional weather of the day. So in Leo, there's always a, a ramp up of, uh, well, emotional dynamics. And for some people, that's drama. For others, it's storytelling. Um, for certain people, it can feel too much. Uh, each Sign is connected to an element. In the case of Leo, it's fire. It's fixed, which means it has a lot of stick to itiveness. And so we can hold the note. We can hold the story. We can hold the drama. And on Monday, it looks like a day that's very full in that way. This isn't necessarily bad. Uh, especially for people who are, are evoking a mood. So I would see this as a day where we can spin a tale, hold interest, captivate, um, especially people who are good at verbal explanation, um, calling attention to themselves in charismatic ways 
And what you do with that, of course, is up to you, the moment, the things that are happening in the day. But the early part of the day into mid-afternoon, very, very strong energy for gathering people to hear a message, for conveying information in a way that touches, that engages. It's very, very good for that. And it can promote a lot of deep healing as we get onward in the day, regardless of if a person has a personal connection or resonance with 9-11. It could also be something totally not connected with that. Uh, People going through some sort of decision or cleaving or their own grief totally unconnected with that big story that hangs over this day. Also, days of difficulty, infamy, like Pearl Harbor, these are days where people are born, people get married, businesses start. So days do not have a a constancy about them, but they do give us an opportunity to remember. Also, keep in mind, Mercury is retrograde. Uh, A lot of the planets are retrograde now, uh, all the outer planets. So there's, and the generational planets of uh, Jupiter and Saturn. So there's a lot of depth with how we are feeling or remembering or revisiting. It it can be personal or it can be, as I said, uh, a big statement in the world. A lot to grieve about as our world is really changing. And the in order to move into the big cycles of transformation that are expected for human evolution over the next two, five, 10, 25, and beyond years, it's important to meet that grief, deal with it, come to terms with it, and integrate it into what that means for you. And choices are something good to make on this day, especially as we proceed into the week and see what we are unfolding into. Remember, these are the days before the new moon that happens midweek. And we may feel as though we have a longer than usual dark of moon period. Uh, Those listen to me for a while know that when I speak about the dark of moon period, it's the time when the sky is blackest and we can really see the stars. And the moon is slipping into total disappearance. And so when we're in that place, we're in a place of inviting in new potential, but also sloughing off uh, old stories, old ways of being, coming to terms with how we want to shelve information, cast it off, integrate it, 
recycle it, have it be something that regenerates what we do next. Tuesday the 12th, the moon is also in the sign of Leo. A bit different with how this day folds out, however. In the morning, we can feel real strong energy surges, especially with wounds or things that we have come to terms with. The important thing about this day is do not have fixed plans, like things written in stone that you can't finish off before we get to mid-morning. Because what happens is that that moon, as it's traveling through the sky, makes a geometric picture to Uranus, the planet of change and surprise. So it's highly likely that whatever you had thought the day was going to look like, especially as we get into mid-morning and beyond, it's something happens. There's a, again, Mercury's retrograde, so computers may go down, can't get on the internet, your phone decides to glitch out, uh, you didn't make the train connection. These are all reasons to make us like really uncomfortable if we haven't pre-planned. So what's valuable is to know that something may go awry. It may not be electronic. It may be you, you suddenly realize, oh my goodness, um, there's a sale on um, donuts. I have to get donuts. Sorry, that just popped in my mind. But not electronics. You don't want to buy electronics when Mercury's retrograde, if you can avoid it. So it, it may be something comes up that you just, it kind of derails what you had originally intended. And it's not bad as long as you don't make sudden movements, you kind of flow with the change. Okay, the river's going this way now, I'm moving in that direction. The moon goes void, of course, at 11.06 a.m. And once this happens, we've got a moon void, of course, in Leo the whole rest of the day. So it is fabulous for creative types, for people who are kind of in the zone, sort of working on what they're working on, making something happen, uh, people who want to invite in serendipity. It's also wonderful for play, for letting your mind go wherever it may go. If you've got a bunch of powerhouse meetings on this afternoon or things you absolutely have to do, just keep in mind the things that are said to be contractual or going to happen may not transpire as thought. Because when the moon is void, of course, and Mercury is retrograde, there just doesn't seem to be the stuff provided for follow through to have things go as was dictated, deemed, or said. Can be a great day for creative exploration. Uh, not so much signing the dotted line or doing things contractual. So when and if you can, 
push that back to another point in time. The moon enters Virgo at 1.18 a.m. on the 13th Wednesday. And now we're in really delicious juice as we're getting towards that new moon when it's exact. So we're in prime dark of moon time, what I call Hecate's time, when uh, the goddess of um, the midwife of death and birth is standing at the gates of the new moon coming in. So we work with her to allow the, okay, what have I learned through this period? What was I not able to get together? What is it I want to leave behind and not bring into the next lunar cycle? And sometimes we can consciously figure this all out, or sometimes we're just too darn busy and it's happening. And the important thing is to simply know it's happening. You're on the gateway of a new lunar cycle. And it's going to be the new moon in Virgo. And Mercury is retrograde. And Mercury is a planet linked to the sign of Virgo. So that lets us know that this is going to be a new moon that is very much about deep thought going within, feeling the impulse of what happens next and allowing that impulse to move into total sensation of rightness. So what I mean by that is when we get an impulse to do something, take action or pick up the phone and call someone, respond to something. We, we, or someone enters our mind, oh, I'm thinking about. When these impulses come in, it's important to capture them. And impulses are different than reactions. Reactions are when we immediately have a way we want to... Uh, well, react to something that's said. Uh, It triggers. It feels very... It's different than an impulse. An impulse comes out of, well, sometimes seemingly nowhere. It's an intelligence. A reaction is we are triggered by something that has been a catalyst and is making us react. And the most valuable thing about whether it's an impulse or a reaction is how do we respond to the message? So with this dark of moon period, which I consider this an incredibly rich healing few days, it is so valuable to really give not only thought, not only the thinking brain on how we are going to respond to whatever is called calling to us, but the heart brain, okay, or the heart intelligence, right? That's a better way to say that. So it's brain intelligence, it's heart intelligence. It's 
it's the way that we plan out or map out how we're going to actually respond to whatever we are called to do. And this is deep work, very deep work. I think it begins on Wednesday the 13th. And when we're on Thursday the 14th, when the new moon is exact at 9.40 p.m., we have that whole day, depending on where we live, we have to build towards that new moon ignition. And you can go to my website, insightoasis.com, and see what to do with a new moon, what are the best things to do. But what, especially when I'm busy and not much can actually happen in a formal ritualistic way. It's, it's valuable to jot down the few things you really want to kick off or get off the ground over this lunar cycle. And when I say few, I mean few, three or less. So it's something that absolutely must get done or be started. Something that you may be already working on that you want to revisit or just something you want to be giving attention to, honor in some way. And it can be a very tight to-do. These are things I must to-do. Or it can be more conceptual. It's, it's your lunar cycle. And because it's Virgo, it's so deeply healing. Virgo is the healing energy that takes place within our body. So everything, every chronic pain or health issue is also linked to things emotional, psychological, spiritual, if you will. And the more we work with that in a conscious way so Virgo is the whole it's not just oh this is my body part Virgo is the symbol of the Vestal Virgin who was a woman owned by no man so that's what the word virgin meant in the old days she kept her own counsel no one she answered to no one but herself so Virgo reminds us to check in deeply with who we are, with our body, with our, what is resonating with us. And if it's not, if it's going and really careening off, then it's important for us to address that and decipher how we can work with whatever that is in a way that's less jarring, looking for peace. So the new moon, time to really hunker down, and it's powerful, this new moon, because it's working with outer planet energy, especially Uranus, uh, which is in Taurus. Again, the new moon is in Virgo, Earth sign. Uranus is in Taurus, Earth sign, planet that symbolizes change, the ways that we truly 
revolt against whatever has been status quo and recreate something that is more in our intention, ideally. Sometimes we didn't know that until the surprise kind of kicked it off. But this is all harmonious energy, this new moon. And it is also working with Pluto at its last stages in Capricorn. So Pluto retrograde, Virgo new moon, Uranus retrograde. It is seeding this new moon to really build. And remember, this is regeneration. In, we have to recycle, work with whatever we have to become something new. It's not so much letting go as taking what has been and reinventing what will be. Friday the 15th, the... I, my notes say Rosh Hashanah begins at sundown. So interesting during this deep healing period. And Mercury goes direct. So Mercury direct at 4.21 p.m. on Friday the 15th. The moon has gone void, void of course, at 9.41 a.m., but enters Libra at 1.44 p.m. So when Mercury is direct... The moon is in the sign of Libra. And I think one of the things that this weekend tells me with Mercury going direct is that everything ideally that we learn during this retrograde cycle, and I don't know about you, but this has been <laughs> quite a Mercury retrograde cycle. I, I, I find it fascinating how... Sometimes, depending on where Mercury's traveling, it can feel like, a, oh, yeah, no, this is, this is kind of chill. Nothing like, nothing really was that upsetting or crazy. And then other times it's like, wow, 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 wow. And I, I think one reason that's true in this case is Mercury has been retrograde in Virgo. As I said earlier, one of the signs connected with Mercury. So it's been particularly exacting. Uh, things that have to be said better. Uh, people misunderstanding. Really drilling down to the minutiae. And once it's direct, those of us who have been doing the work with it it should, over the next week or so, really balance out. And a lot more, especially if the emphasis has been on doing that deep healing work, it, it can really help. And the other thing I, I need to mention is with Mercury retrograde in Virgo, it's so valuable to go back on anything that you've been diagnosed or told to work with in a healing capacity because there, there's something else that can be revealed or found. So the weekend looks with that moon in Libra as though it'll be, there's great potential for making peace, for kind of resolving 
things that may have come up during this retrograde cycle. But understand some of that is going to be, okay, here are the lines in the sand. Because we can litigate, mitigate, be diplomatic forever, but there is a certain posturing that needs to happen, especially in some situations where there's only as far as you can go. And when we recognize that's the truth for today, then we can make peace where where we're at at that point in time and know that something else can happen in the future. The moon goes void, of course, 9.06 p.m. on Sunday night. And so use this Libra moon weekend for making that peace, if that is available to you, but also for enjoying the harmony, the beauty, the cultural aspects that happen through humankind and put yourself in the place of this is what human beings can do when they transcend the mundane. And now I turn it over to Susie. Oh, this is what we can do when we transcend the mundane, show up every week (laughs) Mm. doing this fabulous program, which I appreciate so much. Thank you, Pam. That, um, that you do this every week. Um, if you don't get enough gratitude from our listeners, you're getting it from me because <laughs> I write it down on every single day, what to expect, what to look forward to. And as you know, whenever I have big events or big decisions coming up, I always check in with you beforehand and ask you what would be a good time to do something, which mm-hmm. is a really great way to... Um, to engage our wonderful astrologer <laughs> friends out okay. there. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so let's deep into some healing. So I invite everyone just for 10 minutes. And of course, if you if you find these meditations particularly helpful, you know, you can just hit replay and download them and use them again and again and again, which is what I know some people do. Okay, so just take 10 minutes now, take a few deeper breaths, just make a few little body adjustments, making sure that we're sitting up straight. You can tip the chin in slightly towards the chest. You can also put the tongue to the roof of your mouth, which helps to align the energy centers and especially opening up the third eye and the crown chakra and just take a few breaths to check through your body making sure that you feel comfortable and relaxed of course as much as possible And then bring the energy, your awareness to the heart center. 
and it might be very, very clear to you what you would like to heal. But if it's not, we can always go a bit deeper. And just notice if there are situations that have happened recently, five minutes ago, or in the recent past, during the last few months, or even go back all the way through the many years you have been alive. And most of us know that there are still events that happened to us in our childhood or when we were in our teenage years that still might have some residue, still might have some pain. And we know now through developments in science, when we are looking at the brain, that sometimes these traumas that we have experienced in the past actually leave a mark and they can actually inform our life moving forward as well. So just notice if you have any of these events that you think might be in your life that might be informing the way that you live now. We might think of this also as PTSD or some pain that we carry. So just notice if you have anything that is very strong or, for example, something that happened to you and when you think about it now, you still have a strong body reaction, a strong visceral reaction. So let's go into healing these events from our past, from the recent past, from the long gone past. We can even delve back all the way into past lives if we are considering this existence in its linear way. And those events that have happened to us, we might have worked with them with a healer, we might have worked with them doing therapy, we might have used various pharmaceutical or herbal or all sorts of medicines. Let's just see if there's still some residue in our body. And just visualize now that you are going through perhaps like a, a bunch of photographs or some short films, maybe some written words, and just find the ones that are still triggering. Find the ones that still have the strong trigger. Find the ones that still bring pain, that still bring strong emotions like I am hurt or I hate you or anything that you find strong and you would like to transmute, you would like to change. 
Everyone is more than welcome to hold on to their pain should they feel that is necessary. But if you believe that it is time now to move on, to adapt, to change, to live in a different way, to perhaps be lighter, to be in acceptance of the past. Then let us do this now. So all of these events, all of these points of pain, we now accept. We accept them for what they were. We accept them for what happened. We understand that we all play a role in these. We might not be able to see that role. It might seem absolutely insane for us to see that role. But energetically, we know there is an equation a mathematical equation that has led to us being here, being now, and having all of these happenings happen to us. This is something that is very clear to us. And as we accept everything now, we allow all of the healing to occur on the physical, on the mental, on the emotional level, and on the spiritual level, knowing that as we do this, that we are altering the energy field. We are changing what will happen to us now in the future. And in this acceptance, we transform all of the pain into wisdom. Wisdom that this is a place where we have a choice, that there is a place our realm where there is suffering, there is sickness, there is death. We understand this and we accept this. And we also understand that we are transmuting all of this pain now into compassion, compassion for ourselves. Compassion for the others, the others around us that have been involved in this pattern of pain. And for all beings everywhere. And we understand now with this transformation of energy 
that we are opening our lives up now to new experiences, to new responses, to new reactions, to things that happen to us, with us, by our actions and by others' actions. We open our bodies to this absolute healing, allowing ourselves to go deep and sharing this deep healing with others around us and energetically allowing this healing to be transmitted, to be shared with all beings around us in the world. Gently we open our eyes, take a few deeper breaths, allowing ourselves to be present, aware and full of love. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam, and love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.